everyone, and welcome back for part two of our series, The Whole Story. Last week, we heard from Davon, and he was talking about creation and how everything got started. And today, we are going to talk about how things kind of went wrong. Um, like Adam and Eve, as I'm sure you've heard, we all face temptations in this life, much like those kids in the video that we just watched. I don't know about y'all, but when someone makes popcorn or chocolate strawberries, I am instantly tempted to eat all of it by myself. Uh, but seriously, I don't know why food makes us all crazy, but it does. One thing that you may not know about me is that I studied theater in college, and so one of my favorite classes was talking about villains, and we were studying about when an actor plays a villain, what makes a compelling villain versus a subpar villain that you don't really understand or you don't really connect with. And the whole thing about a compelling villain is a compelling villain believes what he's doing is actually good. Good for himself, good for others. For example, you might know Thanos from the Avengers series. He genuinely believes that eliminating half the population would be a good thing. I mean, from his point of view, what's so bad about that? More space, more resources. He reasons that he should be worshipped for that decision, that he's actually doing something amazing. We all know that that's wrong. It's not valuing or loving people, and it's actually downright cruel. But he becomes so disillusioned to think that he is doing what's best, and that motivation propels him forward. That, my friends, is actually the same pitfall we fall into with temptation. I mean, is it so bad if I just tell the truth to everyone about this person, even if it makes them look awful? Is it so bad if I look at this on the internet? I mean, just once, just twice, no one will know. Is it so bad if I just do this to feel confident about myself or uh, better about myself? Is it so bad if I eat the fruit and become more like God? Now that we're on a more serious note, I'll share a little bit about myself. A temptation I fall into is the comparison trap. And what the comparison trap is, is to look at your life and your circumstances and things that have happened to you and compare it to other people. Why does she get that and I didn't get that? Or why did he not have to go through this and I did? Uh, ultimately, it's looking at what you have and believing that you deserved better or that you deserved more. And that's the same thing that Adam and Eve fell prey to, and it's the same thing we fall prey to today. Maybe you're tempted to sleep during class or cheat during a class. Uh, maybe you're tempted to gossip or argue or be lazy or disobey your parents, whatever it is. Uh, we're all kind of tempted to glorify ourselves. We're all tempted to choose ultimately what we want over God's way. And I'm sure it's no surprise that ultimately God's way really is the best way. And it's actually something that I personally believe is foundational to faith. Even for me, one of the things that I answer when people ask, why do you believe in God? Is because I've seen my life play out and I've seen things happen where I chose my way and it did not turn out well at all. But I chose God's way and I have no regrets on that path. And it doesn't mean that immediately I see the fruit and it doesn't even mean that my circumstances get easier, but I genuinely see the way that God's way makes sense and it's for our good. It's to bring life, it's to bring joy, it's to bring happiness and contentment in Him and His Spirit. 
Uh, one thing we're promised in scripture is that even if we don't see the goodness here on earth, that our Father delights in us and he will guide our paths. And he will help us escape any temptation that we are experiencing. In Isaiah 58 verse 11, it says, the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desire in scorched places and give strength to your bones. And you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So with temptation, ultimately, how do we move forward with that? Knowing that we're going to experience temptation, how do we allow the Holy Spirit to guide us? Well, let's look at the biblical character of even King David. King David was known as a man after God's own heart. But you also see that even though God had orchestrated the whole plan for his life, he did have to make some choices. Like when he was younger, when he was just a kid, probably not much younger than you, he was a good shepherd. He made the choice to be consistent and protect his flock. He made the choice to be brave and, and follow God's calling to stand up to the Philistines even when he was afraid. He also made some poor choices like putting an honorable man at the front of an army so that he could get his wife uh, all for himself and you know, stay back from the war and all of that. He, he made some poor choices as well. And you see the consequences that naturally happened for him choosing himself and for him choosing sin. Uh, ultimately, our consequences of our sin, they don't just affect us, but they affect others. Just like Adam and Eve choosing to eat the fruit and the, of the knowledge of good and evil affected the rest of humanity. Choices shape our lives. God has ordained everything, but your choice to follow Jesus shapes your life. Your choice to have friends that are life-giving versus friends that are draining shapes your life. Your choice to tell the truth or honor your parents or whatever it is that God is calling you to shapes your life. It's all according to God's plan, but that doesn't remove the responsibility as Christians that we have or the great joy that we have from making those good decisions and the fruit of them. It's like trains on a train track that divides into two and then divides into two again and again. You aren't in control of exactly where you're going or the ultimate destination, but it is undeniable that moving to the left takes you somewhere than moving to the right. Looking at it even logically, destruction multiplied equals more destruction, whereas good choices, wise choices multiplied equals goodness and wisdom multiplied. And this is not a works-based thing. Do not hear me saying that. You were saved by Christ, by grace, through faith, and it is not of your own. However, God's way, we are talking about that and following God's way because it's a way of wisdom and it's a way that produces life and it produces goodness. So what all does this mean? Well, I want to turn it over to all of your D group leaders so that you guys can dive in deeper about, okay, now we know temptation. We know that God's way is the best way. We know that we're facing this tension between wanting to please ourselves and wanting to please God. And so what do we do now? I want you guys to discuss this in your groups, these three questions especially. Question number one, what are some things that you feel tempted by or see others tempted by? Question number two, how can you set up boundaries to guard against temptation? And question number three, if you guys will read 1 Corinthians 10, 13 and talk about that. 
Lastly, I'm gonna pray us out, um, and I hope that you guys have an amazing discussion in your D groups. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much just for today, God, and just to be able to gather together and learn more about who you are, God. Um, God, I thank you that your word is an instruction that brings life, Lord. It's not just this list of rules and regulations to confine us, but it's it's a love story that frees us, Jesus, and we praise you for that. We praise you for your son saving us. Uh, we praise you that it is nothing of our own, Lord, uh, to earn our salvation, but it was given freely even when we got it all wrong. We love you and we thank you. And in your name we pray, amen. Bye, y'all. See you next week.